Hey everybody, how's it going? This is Desmond Mallory. And this is Emma Mallory. And welcome back to our podcast. Well, we try to give you as much valuable information as we possibly can in order to help you further your own goals. <clears throat> With that being said, this topic is actually very important. It's something that we actually very experienced for a long time. And what we want to talk about today is don't get so attached to an idea that you can't handle when it's not profitable. Basically, don't linger too much on an idea that's just not working for you. <clears throat> now, the reason why that's so important is because we, we actually see many cases where a person has this perfect idea or what they believe is the perfect idea, the perfect scenario for a product or a service and they get so attached to that that they never make any progress because they don't they refuse to accept that it's not working what they're doing or the way of their, their way of thinking is not the right way like i said we personally experienced this for example i'm gonna go back to when we first started our little online journey we were so attached to the idea of making money online through simple methods that we kind of got stuck in a loop for a while where we would find something that seemed like a good opportunity for example the online surveys but we couldn't afford to hire in the, the one that would pay out the most we couldn't afford we couldn't we didn't have the qualify we didn't qualify to be accepted for the surveys that would pay out the most yeah, and I really did want to try to see if we couldn't get higher paying surveys. Oh, like, I didn't try to do anything, you know, illegal or, you know, just say mis wrong information and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's like, I did try to see if they, we couldn't find any more surveys that could pay out, give higher payouts, basically. Exactly. And we got so attached to that where we was going on YouTube trying to find any way that we could make money online. So that's how we came across these videos how to make a hundred dollars a day the easy way you know how to make five hundred dollars a day things like that and it was there was an ebay method where what you do and what many people were doing was they would go and find a good product for example from from, a, from another website for example walmart.com where you would find a nice little product from walmart that uh could be delivered that was that you know that was listed that would and available for delivery and they would go back to eBay post the pictures and the, all the features and all the little specifications and all the information even the description and they would post it on eBay and what they would do is that they would just charge a little bit more so that way they make a profit at, and at the same time you know, basically, they would charge a little bit more than what the uh, price was for at Walmart. So that way they make a little bit of a profit. While at the same time, not having to worry about the fulfillment. Because all they had to do was just place the order in place and give them the address and everything. And, it would, and Walmart would have taken care of the rest. And we tried that. And we almost got scammed. Yeah. Dude tried to take me for $500. $500 because of that method 
that um because what we did is that we went we found some good looking shoes look they look comfortable they look you know like they would perform the expectations that they were comfortable that they were good for any occasion especially like workouts and things like that some nice little sneakers and we had someone that seemed I was interested but um they wanted us they they pretty much made it out to be like it was going to be a gift for a boss a boss's son their boss's son and that they would pay they would pay me $500 for like $20 shoes now I know that sounds too good to be true but you know it was it was a it was a situation that um was laid out but like I said it's because it sounded like it was too good to be true that I went in there I went into the situation very cautious and they wanted me to basically spend five hundred dollars of my money on PayPal cards to send to them and that they would have paid me back and it's like okay that didn't sound right right so the fact that I let it get that far I'm kind of embarrassed to say you know <laughs> I'm kind of embarrassed that it did go that far because like it was too good to be true I, but I wanted it to be true and I was still just trying to make things work so I figured you know that would be a massive profit you know $20 just $20 shoes but I'm getting $500 for it you know and then I was like well I don't have that type of money to spend on something that I'm not going to see a return on or it's possible that you're just trying to scam me and I don't want to be that type of fool so I just cut things off right then and there and good thing because later on got a message from eBay that the person who I was in contact with was a suspicious person and that not to interact with them anymore so I actually did the right thing by just seeing how things I, I did the right thing by not letting myself be taken taking anybody's scam I let it get a little bit too far for my liking but I still came out of it without any real negative repercussions other than a learning experience that if something seems too good to be true it probably is and this is all coming from the fact that I was so in love with the idea that I can actually make money in these simple, the simplest of ways without really putting any real effort in and that turned out to be extremely false because I would I had to learn I would have to have learned marketing in order to properly get my message across in order to get my sales from legitimate people from people who legitimately were interested in what I had to offer yeah and we continue on this little journey where it was painful, but we let that little idea of quick online cash go. And so we opened up the Shopify store. We opened up the music store. I ain't gonna lie. I was attached to the music store. I love music. I had access to different instruments. 
and especially guitars. <laughs> and my brother had access to keyboards, and we actually were making sales, and not just fifty dollars here, ten dollars here from accessories and stuff like that, or you know maybe twenty dollars over here. No, we made two to three hundred dollar sales at a time and it felt so good to be able to move our products like that and like then we would get the feet we would get some feedback that our instruments were of good quality they sounded nice they played nice they handled well and it made me feel proud yeah <laughs> so much so that when I w we was called out for our brass instruments being counterfeit I didn't want to believe it. So much so to where I actually argued with this person online that we've seen other places that have instruments of these same names and everything for the exact same prices we were trying to sell them for. And then it got to a point where I was so frustrated that I had to look it up. And I'll call myself trying to prove a point because I was going to take that and show them, hey, see, same brand name, price similar to ours, or ours is just a little bit cheaper. And I was so far off base because what we were trying to sell for $200, $300 here, if they were authentic, they would have been worth thousands of dollars. Yeah. And I was stuck. Because I went, looked at our guitars. The guitars weren't up and up, but they were from similar uh, sellers. So I didn't trust any of the instruments that we had. Even though we got good feedback from the guitars we did manage to sell. And that we didn't have any problems. The only problem we had was that one of them that we shipped that was shipped out, was like the, the color, color the color was wrong. That was it. But we was able to clear that up, and everything went. You know, it was going smoothly. But when I found out we basically had to rip out a chunk of our store, and it was like, okay, but can we still sell what's been selling? Well, like I said, I just lost all trust for these, uh, the suppliers that we had. And uh, even though it hurt, I felt that it was best that we just close the store down altogether. So that way we would avoid any repercussions. We gave those who did buy from us, we gave them a couple of months. So that way if they had any problems, they can contact us and let us know and we could do what we can to fix it fix the situation or see what we can do about getting their money back if it came down to that but for the most part we cut off all marketing and we stopped all promotions and everything that's and one of the reasons why I think you shouldn't just mostly cut mostly you shouldn't basically just get too attached to an idea because it's like in cases like that it makes you almost want to give up exactly 
And for a while, we did feel like giving up. Yeah. Me and Emma talked about it. Like, what are we going to do now, you know? We didn't have any serious ramifications, like repercussions, except for whatever money we put into marketing and everything and, and trying to get everything moving. And that was like, we lost a few thousand dollars for that. Yeah. But we had to let it go. It was just something that it wasn't going to work because you need, for one, you need trust in any, in any type of business relationship. If you don't have that trust, you don't, you're going to be paranoid about every single move you make and everything. Every time you make a, a sale, you're going to be worried about whether or not you're going to get requests for refunds and things of that nature to the point where you'll actually stress yourself out in a, and that that's not going to be good. That that wouldn't be good for anybody. Yeah, because when that happened to us, it actually made me wonder if we wanted to worry about any other products we may actually try selling. Because it's like, well, what if these aren't on the up and up like we was hoping they would be? Exactly. And that's why we was that's why we was drawn towards jewelry. Like I keep stating, we were under the impression that the price is going to reveal. Exactly what type of quality jewelry you're getting. High price items, actual precious gems and metals. Low price is imitation. You know, like 20 bucks for a nice looking little necklace with a little crystal. That's obviously going to be imitation. Basically. Compared to something that's worth hundreds, if not thousands of dollars, and then got a nice sapphire on it. <laughs> yeah. As you know, as they as the main stone. Yeah. And um. We didn't. We went to the jewelry store. We made. We, we opened the jewelry store. We were very cautious because we also knew for a fact that we actually had experiences with jewelry where we bought something that was worth like three hundred dollars and it fell apart, like nothing. Yeah. Within a couple of weeks of it being purchased, and so that was a little bit worrying. But when we made those first few sales and, like, you know, they told us, yes, your products are nice. They're exactly what they wanted. And we even gave out some gifts that um, the customers that we gave the gifts to, they actually wanted to pay us for them. Because we did it because we felt bad because of the situation. What happened was that <laughs> we wasn't sure how things were going to work out. They wanted their jewelry at a certain time frame, and we wasn't sure if it was going to make it to them in time. So, we worked out, we had to do a little stuff, a little bit of back and forth to work things out. And as an apology for all the confusion, and, you know, all the, uh, that distress that we may have, that may have been caused by the situation, we decided to give a free gift to this customer and at the same time we even have to we, we actually refunded like a little bit of our money right yeah and she like she wanted to pay us but like just consider it on the house from us because you know it was basically our own doing that uh things played out that way I also feel that that was pretty much showing that we actually needed like we probably should have had at least one other person that could have probably helped us with that or at least be better organized yeah 
and keep in contact with uh like don't let our mistrust start trusting our suppliers more that's that's that was the um that was our main issue yeah excuse me and so basically this person got uh it was earrings that she ordered a few pairs of earrings so she got one pair of earrings that arrived on time that she paid us for one that she got for free because we didn't know if it was going to make it to her in time because it didn't show up when the other pair showed up and we then we sent a free gift to apologize for any confusion and and we got messages that you know they wanted to pay us for but like no that's on us because you know things should have been better organized things should have been better taken care of on our end so that way that wouldn't it wouldn't even been an issue yeah and um but we kept at it with the jewelry store but at the same time we still even now we still have that take us we're looking at it from a bird's eye point of view where if things don't seem right we're actually ready to shut that down as well and we're trying other avenues it brought us to the fact that we we need to try other avenues to get our marketing skills up and learn more about how business actually works and that was I want to say three years ago that we came to that revelation that we needed to uh, truly understand business or three or four years ago at least three I think three years ago yeah that we came to the revelation that we, we needed to understand how business truly works in order to progress and actually make become successful And that's pretty much how things played out because we decided to, like I said, we we're we're, we're behind our jewelry store one hundred percent because you know if you don't give it your all, it's gonna fail anyway. Yeah. But at the same time, we also are trying other avenues that we actually feel confident in, just to show that we're just because we're not attached to one singular idea. We got this going on. We got other products that we're trying to make in order to help others. We got, you know, different classes that we've made already that we're just waiting on the right time to market our little course and to be able to basically share our knowledge and everything that we've gone through in order to help others avoid our mistakes. (laughs) Yeah. And you know we, we we're trying to figure out what other products we can make that will be helpful to others and that would actually do others a good service that would help them not make our mistakes or just help them in general. Like even if it's not something that we made a mistake on, but it's just something we know about. Yeah. But the thing is, like, because when you have an idea. If, even if it fails once, that doesn't mean to just get up on it, because you might it like it's best to try. You could try different ways of going about with that idea, but like if you see that nothing is like going through, it's like 
you're not even close to actually being able to market it properly because either nobody's really that interested in us, interested or something. Well, it's probably best to um what would that be? focus on Focus on other avenues? Huh? Focus on other things? Yeah, focus on other things and basically Yeah, basically we focus on other avenues and basically see if you can't get any other idea working and you might be able to come back to certain ideas that you have. Exactly. The thing about it is that you may think that you have the most awesome idea, product, service, whatever, in the world, and it may be true. But if people don't people don't know what it's about and don't understand it, it's most likely going to flop. But you can always go for a route that people will understand, that they do know a little bit about, and that they will be on board to seeing what you have to offer. And once they get to know you. And what you're about And how you just only desire to help them Then you can present your original offer And see if they'll, they'll get it Because of you actually being able to explain it to them And being able to present it in a way that only you can Right In order to <laughs> try to get them to see Why your product is so awesome Or why your service is so awesome And why they should be on board Yeah Now, like we said don't get too attached to an idea, but don't just give up on them. Like, the reason why we gave up on the music store was because of fear of legal ramifications if we tried to keep it open. Yeah. It was pretty much that it would have been a very big legal headache that, you know, people's like, well, I bought this from you. It's not an authentic such and such trumpet or whatever. And I want my money back. And then it's like, okay, we'll give you your money back. But send us the products back and, you know, having to go through a cycle of we want a refund because of such and such problem or because of this isn't as advertised or something like that. And because of that, it was just we had too much to worry about, about not actually making money and just going through a process of making sales and having to give the money back or making a sale. And somebody not realizing that they could get their money back and decides to take legal actions against us. Yeah. <clears throat> the thing is, depending on the ideas, you don't want to just give up because... For example, you come up with a new product or service. You don't want to just give it up. Like, if it's not hitting like it, like it should, like you feel it should, take a step back, keep put it on the back burner for the time being. And... Go with stuff that people are aware of. Once they get to know you, what you're about, they like your message. They're with you on. They're 100 percent on. Or they're on board with what, what you have to offer. Then bring your offer back, and then explain to them why this product or service is the best thing ever, and how it can help them, and why you're trying to offer it to them for whatever you're trying to offer it to them for. Yeah, because what I was gonna say is. That We've seen that a lot of times that people pretty much it's because they just give up after maybe one or two ideas fail and be like they just feel like they're not 
a marketer or entrepreneur and that actually isn't true it's basically like it's one of those stuff that you are going to fail sometimes but it's like you're going to get better at it the more you exactly you don't you only you only really fail when you quit when you give up like if you make if something is a failure that's just something that's like okay well this didn't work let me try this like yeah. this way of marketing didn't work or this message didn't work let me try this message you know it's always about that's that's the whole marketing game it's just all about seeing what hits what doesn't and tweaking things so that way you'll find out what hits a broader or a, a good you know a good audience that'll be on board with whatever you have to offer right <laughs> because there are plenty of products out there that nobody knew what they were supposed to be for or whatever or how it was supposed to help them but because of the message that the seller had behind it they're like let me give this a try and those who basically presented them with that product or service became very successful because of that yeah it's all about perfecting your message and getting your point across and building a relationship with these people so that way they know that you just genuinely want to help them So, let's see. We covered plenty when it comes time for not getting too attached to an idea. But at the same time, if something is good and you know it's good, there's ways that you can actually present it where it'll actually hit better than if you just try to just throw it out there. Like, you need this. Huh. Or you got to try this. But, you know, you got to, there's, there's ways to go about it where if your product is brand new, something that nobody's ever seen before, something nobody's going to get until they know who you are and what you're about, there are ways to present it in a way that will almost guarantee a successful, you know, marketing venture. Yeah. But at the same time, don't get so attached to an idea that when it doesn't work at all, you're still hung up on the fact that you know this should work or that then that means that everybody else is stupid because they don't see the benefits of this you know yeah you don't want to fall into that trap so with that being said uh that's pretty much all i got you got anything else uh no no okay well (laughs) just remember that we all have these good, great ideas. It depends on how we get them across, how our message to get them across. But at the yeah. same time, don't get so attached to an idea that lies when it's not going when it's not going to be a successful venture. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Hopefully, even if it came out a little bit jumbled or rambly, hopefully you got some <laughs> valuable information from this. And with that being said, this was Desmond Mallory. And this was Emma Mallory. And we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>